0: Welcome back to episode 20 of the Fantasy Front Office Podcast. With me in the front office today are Keith and Phil. Let's dive into some September baseball, guys. Leading off tonight, let's open up the floor with record chasers. We're down to one month left, and there's a few guys out there chasing some lofty records. Uh, Let's kick off tonight with the slugging Stanton. He is on pace to surpass 60 home runs. Ah, what do you guys think about this immaculate second half that he's had since the home run derby?
1: I think this is something miraculous,
0: to be honest with
1: you. Stanton's always been a guy that can hit just line drives that just go over the fence in in a hurry. But no one's ever seen anything like this, I don't think. I mean, he's dominated. He, He tied the record for most home runs ever hit in August um he's ever since the all-star break started or ended i mean he's i guess he's just trying to put on a show since he didn't put on a show down at the uh the home run derby i guess that's the only thing i can think of right now because he is dominating i'm looking at a tweet right now from ryan spader it said through 135 games played Jean uh, carlos stanton has 53 home runs and uh 27 babe ruth had 49 and 61 maris had 53 in ninety-eight, Maguire had fifty-four, and in oh one Bonds had fifty-seven. So he's up there with an elite company. So he's definitely chasing that history.
2: Yeah, the the crazy thing for me is he didn't have that great of a, a first half. Um, and so imagine what it would be like if he actually kind of sustained a little bit hotter streak in the first, you know, few months of the season. Um he'd be he'd be up there with maybe bonds of two thousand and one with fifty-seven <laughs> home runs. Um and Bonds that year ended up with seventy three as as we all know. So, you know, it's only been done let's see here. Sixty home runs has been done eight times in baseball's history. And so if he beats the Roger Maris record in nineteen sixty one of sixty one home runs, does that mean something more to you guys if we kinda knock out the the Bonds McGuire, you know, Sosa steroid era? What does that mean for you guys if he if he gets past sixty one?
0: Well, it definitely means something to Giancarlo because he believes the record is sixty one. He can believe it all he wants. I
1: watched I watched three guys no, four guys hit more than sixty home runs or sixty one home runs, so um wait no three guys hit more than 61 home runs but yeah so i I, he can believe anything he wants but i watched it happen yes they were juiced up but at the same time so were the pitchers so you can't tell me that there wasn't some sort of semi-level playing field for the hitters versus the pitchers everyone was juicing so that that to me argument is kind of ridiculous but at the same time, I mean, it is still, you know, 60 home runs is an elite number.
2: Is there any chance he gets close to 70
0: at this pace? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I don't know because at a certain point, pitchers are going to have to stop pitching to him. They've been saying, you, everyone's been saying that for like a month and a half, though. I, I know he only has 11 intentional walks this year.
2: That's crazy. If you look at that Bond season from 2001, half how many intentional walks, walks were he intentional. had,
0: yeah, half of his, shoot, it seemed like half of his walks walks were intentional, and also it seemed like half of his plate appearances were walks. That is true. He definitely didn't get very many pitches to hit, but do you think it
1: was because, now this is me kind of being a conspiracy theorist, but... The, the, the MLB and players didn't necessarily like Barry Bonds and, and they kind of do like Stanton. He's a guy that is clean player as, you know, good for the game. This is awesome for the game of baseball. If they if it doesn't really affect the playoff race or whatever, and they they not necessarily groove him pitches, but don't like give don't intentionally walk him to to make it to where he has a chance to do this. I think they're going to give him that option. Right, yeah, so, so I, acor-
2: according to this, he was walked 35 times. I'm on fan graphs right now looking at the all-time ranks. So in 2001, Bonds was was ranked 35 times, which it seems like – it should be a lot more. In 2004, he was walked 120 times intentionally.
0: Yeah, that's what I was looking at. 232 walks that season, 120 of them intentional.
2: That's in 2004. The year yeah, that yeah. He, yeah. He, he, but, yeah, that that year he was still walked. to combined, like, you know, intentionally, unintentionally. You know, he was walked 200 times. Jeez. So, I mean, it's the same thing. Unintentional, intentional, you know. Yeah.
1: But, I mean, that just goes to show you that he was a hell of a baseball player overall. It's not just steroids he he had the eye that you know he didn't swing at those pitches and everything not to get you know too far in, in a different direction but man that guy not being a hall of famer to me is just unbelievable he was a hall of famer before he took steroids but he obviously did take steroids so why why is he still not a hall of famer is, is my question i guess
0: that is a question for another podcast <laughs> <laughs> So, so yeah,
2: all all things aside, he's gonna he's gonna break into like an elite club of major league hitters. He's gonna be more than likely top ten all time for home runs in a season.
0: And he's only twenty seven. Yeah.
2: So it, it, and really, he could break into probably top five. I mean, he he has a, a pretty decent path. You know, let's say I, I think ten home runs is pretty realistic. Rest of the season, he's got twenty something games.
0: Yeah. All right. So in eight seasons, he's already halfway to five hundred. Wow. And, and imagine
2: you know the the health that he's. Been been down for you know this and that and you know banged up for a lot of seasons imagine what that would look like um had he gotten 600 at bats each of those years
1: plus he heads in that terrible ballpark (laughs) that's not a joke i mean he can hit the ball out of anywhere but i mean that ballpark is just miserable picture him in cores how fun would that be
2: you know what If, if i had to wait i actually had this conversation with somebody the other day If I had to pick somebody to just plot into Coors, I think it would be Votto because Stan's home runs. Yeah. (laughs) No, no, it would be Votto because Stan's home runs are already leaving the ballpark, you know. But Votto doesn't actually swing for the fences necessarily like the other guys do. He's choking up, you know, four inches on the freaking end of the bat. So uh, you know, if he gets the extra forty feet of home run that uh, Coors is speculated to give on fly balls, I mean, he could hit freaking home runs and have an on base percentage of like four eighty two. So, yeah, that, that would be my pick.
1: Honestly, I wasn't being facetious when I said Joey Gallo. I was, uh, you know, the curveballs don't break there. So I think so that who, would be really I think that. So would be he really wouldn't good have
2: to me. worry about not hitting those, yeah. Right.
1: Ex- exactly. I mean, he could cheat on the fastball a little bit more, and he wouldn't strike out as much. I, I truly believe that.
0: Yeah, that might give him a 15-point bump on that uh, batting average, but I guess we'll never know. Well, let's move on to the other side of the field, and Chris Sale is having just an incredible season something we haven't seen since the likes of randy johnson and pedro martinez what what do you guys think of this and his shot at 300 strikeouts
2: so i was looking at a few minutes before the podcast he's at 270 right now is what i saw and he's got technically five scheduled starts left the the fifth start is the last day of the season and i can't imagine If they're in a good spot within the, you know, within the playoffs uh, hunt, they're not going to start him there, but it's it's possible if they need that game to, to clinch a playoff spot, obviously he's going out there, they're going to start him. But you can kind of count on him making four starts the rest of the season. He's at 270. I mean, he's pretty much a lock, I think, in my opinion, to get 300 strikeouts.
1: Isn't that crazy to say that someone's a lock to get 300 strikeouts? But, I mean, it's true, though. I mean, he strikes out everybody. 12.8% strikeout, to, or strikeout per nine ratio. Uh, you know, he's got 7.3 strikeout to walks right now for, for the year there's just nothing this guy's not doing. Uh they whatever they traded to get uh you know, to get him it mancata, all that stuff, that none of that matters. They they did exact they got exactly what they were looking for and that was the ace that they needed uh very, very sorely. I think uh you know, that three hundred strikeout number is, is something where as you were talking about, I mean Kershaw hit it the other uh what was it last year or the year before? And then uh Randy Johnson before that, but Man, oh man, it's fun to watch. Even with a sub one whip, that's just, that's crazy to me.
2: And the, on the strikeouts, there's the K per nine as well. So um, one of the things that I was looking at earlier in the season was, you know, we had three guys in like the top 15 as far as all time season long K per nine. Um, Chris Sale was at the top of that list. You had Max Scherzer in that list and Corey Kluber also who are still currently in the top 15 as far as K per nine for the season. Um, so we kind of joked about it off air, but do you guys know who the number one and the number two are on that, uh, list as far as season long caper nine Chris sales currently number three at 12.81.
1: Oh, this season,
2: this season, uh, he's got a 12.81 caper nine, but all-time season-long K per nine. Who's number one and two all-time? Any idea?
1: I'm gonna throw Pedro out there.
2: Uh, Pedro's number two at 13.20 in
1: 1999. And is the unit up there? The big unit?
2: He is. Uh, World Series year 2001. Randy Johnson, 13.41, 13 and a half strikeouts per nine innings.
0: Yeah, because that year he struck out. What was it? 350?
2: Something like that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: He also killed a bird, guys. It's not, it's not funny. That was spring
2: training. That was it's spring training. training guys. It doesn't count if it's in spring training. We all know that.
0: Yeah. Nothing <laughs> in spring training counts. Except the injuries. That, that that's tends that's to true. Link. Tell that to the bird, okay? <laughs> what bird? Exactly. Now.
2: <laughs> so, yeah. Even looking at that list again, you have Max Scherzer from this season's on there at number 10. Um, just over 12, and then you got Corey Kluber at 13, just under 12. So, uh, what what the three of those guys are doing this year is you know nothing short of uh, miraculous. Um, the other thing I wanted to kind of quickly touch on and get your guys' opinions on is Chris Sale. In my opinion, is pretty much a lock right now for the Cy Young and the AL. Kluber is making a little bit of a push. He's had an, uh, an awesome second half, but is it possible that Sale takes some MVP votes away from? you know altuve or some of the other guys
1: oh for sure for i mean i mean it's possible but with the team that they have i don't think you're the thing about it is is
0: is he really the most valuable player on his own team you know Uh, all right so start naming people who are more important to that team
1: mookie Betts. i
0: don't
1: know I mean, I mean, somebody somebody that leads yeah, off snow. has – all right, well, i got to pull up some stats for Mookie Betts, but well, I said the same thing earlier in the year. Somebody uh, in, in a group chat said, George Springer for AL MVP, and I said, well, can George Springer be the MVP if he's not even the best player on his own team? And, and they laughed at me, and now it's a running joke. But anyways – um, so Mookie Betts, I guess, is having a down year, but I mean, his defense is still elite, yeah. But either either way, uh, I guess, yeah, you're right, he probably could steal some, some MVP votes.
2: I don't think they're gonna, he's gonna get it because he's, he's gonna get the Cy Young, and I, I, I doubt he's gonna get the side unless he gets ends up with like 335, you know, if he, he's not gonna end up with 20 wins because he's at 15 right now. So we can't get 20 wins. If he gets 20 wins and gets 340 strikeouts, he's the MVP. Just give him the hardware and and <laughs> call it a day. But I think Altuve's had too good of a season to to not you know steal a decent amount of votes. So, wow. but definitely it's definitely something that's in the conversation there.
1: I I, I just saw your guys's uh, Diamondbacks team uh, ticker at the bottom of the screen.
2: So, yeah. J.D.
1: Martinez with three home runs today, and uh, so, uh, what's the pitcher that threw today? What's his name? Ray? Robbie Ray. Yep. 14, 14 strikeouts, no walks, only three hits in seven innings. No big deal. He was
0: perfect through five. Kind of yeah. kind of took the, the Doyers out to the woodshed today. Yeah.
2: So, now they won so one out of the last ten games? Is that what it is? One uh, out of ten?
0: For the Dodgers? Yeah. Uh, it might be. All I know is they... Uh, They've lost four straight to the D-backs.
2: Which now makes the season-long record in the Dimebacks' favor. They've won nine games, assuming that game's over. I'm not watching, but uh, nine, nine games, nothing eight games. Nine-nothing, nine yeah. Yeah, okay, so after they win this game... <laughs> Um, it, man, if they come back and lose, I'm going to feel like an idiot when this thing gets posted. No, but assuming they don't completely, you know, fall on their faces in the, in the ninth inning, um, it'll be nine wins, Diamondbacks, eight wins, the Dodgers, um, which makes the Diamondbacks the second only team the Dodgers don't have a winning record against. The other one's the Nationals, so that should be interesting for the, the playoffs.
0: Yeah, I, I've been seeing a lot more national recognition saying, hey, don't be sleeping on these D-backs, which it's always good to get a little recognition. We just hope... Oh, cross our fingers, pray. Do whatever you got to do. But hopefully this MRI on Goldschmidt doesn't show reveal anything too out of the ordinary.
2: Yes. Sidebar real quick. But who is the backup first baseman for the Diamondbacks? Jake Lamb. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know anybody that, I mean, it used to be Tomas. He's injured. Is it, I think is it like uh, Chris Iannetta? Is, it, is Chris Iannetta going to play first base? No. If
0: anything, they probably moved Jake Lamb over. And is it Chris around the, uh, it might be Herman?
2: It might be Herman. might be Del Scalde. To be honest, he I know he's probably the, the most well-rounded to be able to play anywhere on in the infield. So. You can see him slotting in there for a few Discount games. also yeah.
1: is actually listed on uh, Arizona Diamondbacks website. Now it's it, it does have the disclaimer at the bottom that it's not like from the team or whatever, right, but right, right, it's, that, That's who they have you know listed, like MLB.com. Yeah. Now, let's
0: see who do they have on the forty man? I know there was. But they also
1: they also have Corbin listed as the number two over Robbie Ray and <laughs>
0: uh,
1: Tyler Walker. And,
2: and, so and we all know that's not, not take, take 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 that right.
1: with a grain of salt. But uh, what what was funny is is earlier you. were – we we're talking about getting some national recognition and, and I that actually makes me laugh here in St. Louis because you know the Cardinals were a dominant team for like I don't know 15 or 20 years and and they still didn't get national recognition because they didn't <laughs> play in Boston or New York so um good good luck with that guys <laughs> Yeah, yeah, Chicago, Chicago wins one year and they're a dynasty. But, um, you know, the Cardinals really did win for like 17 years or something. And and they just, you know, now now suck. But they never (laughs) got really the national recognition that they deserved.
2: National recognition is great until you have to end up pulling those seats out of Yankee Stadium that used to say uh, "All Rise" and find out when Judge hits like 142 for the rest mm-hmm. of his career. Like, what are you gonna do with those seats? You know what I mean?
0: Uh, yeah, that's, all, that's awkward. That's re- that's really awkward. Yeah,
2: can you change them to something? I mean,
0: I guess you well, can. Well, we we did get rid of uh, Uptown.
2: Yeah, probably a couple of seasons too late.
1: Yeah. Well, we still have Big Mac Land in St. Louis, so <laughs> I don't
0: I don't, I don't know what's going on. But... You're just hanging on to that, aren't you, there, Phil?
1: <laughs> that's just we're just clutching it. But it, I don't. I have no idea why. But that's a real thing that Big Mac Land is still in St. Louis. So hmm. it's eleven nothing now. I think it's pretty safe to say that uh, the,
0: the Diamondbacks are gonna win. Nice. Pouring on a little gasoline, man. That'll make eleven in a row. Nice. Not bad. All right. Well, the only other real record that I'm seeing. Because the Dodgers are not on pace to break 116, uh, definitely not after this last 10-game stretch. <laughs> <clears throat> it's, I believe, it's like the longest-standing single-team home run record that hasn't fallen in the last 40 years. Is the Royals and Mike Mustakis is currently tied with that record. Some guy. I think so, I think someone said at of. the beginning of
1: someone said at the beginning of the year and got laughed at uh, that that Mike Mustakis was going to have a big year and I don't I remember exactly who that was.
2: You you uh, can't see because this is radio, but I'm currently bowing to Jeremy because that was one of the best calls. Oh of my god! Season, and I I'm openly sorry. mocked him.
1: I'm sorry, guys. Uh, I have to uh, pause. Uh, J.D. Martinez just hit his fourth home run of the day. What? Swear to God, I just watched it happen.
2: Did he skip in the lineup? Did they, they did they skip like four people to give him another extra bat, or what happened?
1: No, now it's 13, uh, 13 to nothing. You, but, your updates are faster
0: than MLB.com currently. I'm watching it live. Yeah, he's this makes him so, five uh, for six
2: <laughs> obviously this is he's the best deadline deal right there's nobody that comes close no. as far as deadline deals no no yeah i, nobody don't, close. I don't
1: know that's that's unbelievable like it's awesome i just watched it 18th 18th player in mlb history to uh, hit four home runs in a night wow
2: and the second one this season right the only other one was uh oh Who come on the, the, the five foot six guy
1: oh scooter Jeanette. Scooter Scooter yeah, against yeah. the cardinals <laughs> yeah you get two, two of them off wainwright
2: Everybody hits two off lane, right? That's
1: true. I hit two off lane, right? Oh, oh wow! Oh boy! Wow! That was fun. Yeah, it, sorry. It
0: was definitely the deal of the season, or at least mid-season.
2: Especially and... considering they're on this run right now. Oh yeah. You know, I mean, like that. I think that makes it obviously more impactful. Darvish was still may prove to be the best trade, you know, in the postseason if they get him healthy and Kershaw we'll healthy. But uh, you know, definitely an impactful full deal. dynamax gave up, I think, like uh, two or three buckets of balls, was... like. Can't really remember three what three buckets two, I believe. Three buckets of balls, yeah, for that and, trade. So and a bucket of They were, of auto, they were autographed,
1: though, to be fair.
2: Yeah, but they were autographed by only uh, like the
1: top layer. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they're like top eight balls were yeah. autographed. The rest of them were just like, eh, we might have autographed them, but Ooh,
2: probably we not. may
0: have used these for batting practice one day. But
2: yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> they were funny. they were autographed by Chip Hale, the previous uh, you know yeah. manager. So that didn't do much.
0: Yeah, they were ridden hard and put away wet so far uh 14 home runs since he's joined the D-backs he had 16 before 39 RBIs before 34 since um he was Are batting sh- 305 Are you sure
2: that's uh current because I thought he had 13 the other day, which would have put him, like, 17 right now.
0: Oh,
1: they 14, may not, 14 yeah, before oh. today.
2: Yeah, it was 14 so, yeah, before today. Got, oh, so he's, he's got, 18, got 18 as a dime back? Yeah. Yeah. Jeez.
1: 30, 32 so far this year in, in how many games? Uh, that's... 80. 96. 90, 97, because today. 97, but, yeah. Um, That's that's crazy to me. Like, that's Stanton pace.
2: And, and he's only batting 237 since coming over. Yeah, his splits for average isn't, and, and really is... His OPS and his slug, I think, is less as the diamond. Won't be after oh, tonight. Oh, it is.
0: Well, yeah. There's gonna be a a bump, a pretty big. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, it's it's been a surprise, and I'm hoping they work something out to sign him a little long term, at least through the window. He's
2: gonna make so much money in the offseason. I know. There's no way that the Diamondbacks can hold on to him, especially if after tonight. He's gonna ha- he's gonna get so much national recognition. He may go back, you know, to the AL or whatever it is, but there's just no way that Max can hold him. He's going to be probably the hot, hottest commodity on the on the free agent market next season.
1: You know what? A lot of people credit uh, Daniel Murphy with like the flyball revolution, but actually, I I heard about it first from JD Martinez. Uh, learning how to hit the ball in the air and learn how to hit the ball in the air to the other uh, opposite field. That was something J.D. Martinez was talking about back in 2014, and that was his first year that he actually, you know, did pretty decent, hit 23 home runs. And every year since then, he's he's done very well. So, um, man, this thing is going to be fun to watch going forward with all the different players. 'Cause he was he was nothing when he was with Houston. And then I don't know. Right. But yeah, it goes to Detroit and it is just is it's is this out of nowhere.
2: And it's, and it's fun the, to watch. The thing that I my comment when the Diamondbacks traded for him and, and just kinda of talking to people was when j d martinez is hot, I honestly don't think there's a better hitter in baseball, like he's not one of the best hitters in baseball. There's probably twelve or fifteen guys easily you could you could put ahead of him, but when he's hot there's I'm telling you there's not a hotter hitter, and we saw that obviously tonight with four home runs.
1: are, are you gonna exclude Stan <laughs> okay,
2: we'll put an asterisk. <laughs> on, on that. All right, when Stanton's Stan hot easy. as
0: well, I mean...
2: Easy. We won't right. put any
1: any asterisks next to Stanton. Somebody else. Hold we'll on.
2: save that for the other uh, the, records. The
1: other power headers, yeah.
0: All right, yeah. Well, to go back to our topic of Mustakis, I got laughed at in our league for trading for, for what was it? Mike Trout? And I got Mike Mustakis thrown into that deal. And... Paying dividends, man. Paying, paying, paying. All right, well, let's dive into the mailbag. All right, what do we have here? Do you know how to pronounce that, Keith? I do not. All right. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're on an island on your own. <laughs> well, kind of sounds like that's where this guy's from Taha Mufti. All right, should I drop Kemp or Devers or both? For Matt Olsen, Haniger or De Young. Head to head ten team points league.
1: I don't think I would drop Devers in a points league um just because he walks a lot and he's also a really awesome hitter. Um I don't really think De Young or Haniger would be guys I would pick up. Maybe Olsen, uh, by dropping Kemp, but that would be the only thing I would think of.
2: Yeah, I I'm gonna agree with that definitely. I I, I really don't want to drop Devers what I've seen from just a exit velocity, you know, he's he's kind of like Mookie, not Mookie, sorry, he's kind of like a, um, oh my gosh, I can't think, third baseman, Red Sox, Nunez, or no, anyways, he, he's he's got a good, Pablo? no, definitely not Pablo, <laughs> um, he, he's got a good exit velocity and he's hitting for a lot of power, but he still kind of seems, if you look at the underlying numbers. A little bit, uh, you know, overmatched as far as the major league level, but I, I expect him to kind of work his way through that. He's still 20 years old, barely 20 years old, so I'm definitely going to stick with uh, with Devers.
0: All right, next question comes in from Nick. Playoffs start next week for us. Now that Carpenter is hurt, should I drop him for Merrifield, Bell, Morrison, or Gallo? Uh, I actually like well, all four off, of those guys. Why are they yeah. on the? Why are they on waivers? <laughs>
2: That is a good question. Now, I like all why four of those guys. Are you
0: sleeping on any of these guys? No.
2: If, if you need, you know, steals, definitely, you know, Merrifield's your your go there. Um, you know, I, speaking of sleeping, I've kind of slept on him the better half of this year, but looking at some other numbers, man, I think he's somebody who can kind of definitely sustain this going into next season. So, um, I, I like him. We've talked about Bell and Gallo, you know, ad nauseum on this podcast. Um, Bell's more of a complete hitter and he's been one of the hottest and most consistent hitters of the second half So I think you can't go wrong there Um, I probably would skip on Gallo just because if he's not at the peak of of being you know hot where he was a few weeks ago I think you know chances are he won't get hot the next four weeks and I just would rather ride with somebody more consistent like Bell uh, but I guess if I had to rank them, I'd go Bell, Merrifield, Morrison, Gallo. Or maybe switch Morrison and, and Merrifield there.
1: I think I had it the exact way that you said it first. Uh, Bell, Merrifield, Morrison, Gallo.
0: We are in agreement on that. All right. Now, on to our final topic tonight. Keith, you put this out there, and you've had a little backfire and a little uh, little feedback on this.
2: All right. So I, I, put, I put a tweet out there. Part of it came from, you know, me basically for the last, I don't know, two and a half to three months, maybe the whole season, um, you know, standing on a hill basically saying, and, and Phil's been on this hill with me, that Vado's the best hitter in baseball. Um, and, you know, the first 26 times that I said it on Twitter, I think a lot of people were like, no, what about Altuve? What about Trout? What about Harper? What about, you know, and we got, uh, you know, Justin Turner thrown in there and some other guys. Um, and eventually that kind of trans transitioned into me finally just putting everything out there and, and telling you guys what I think, who the best player is, who the best hitter is, you know, most talented, my AL MVP picks and all stuff like that. So, um, we're going to kind of discuss that I'll, I'll run through mine. And then I think you guys are going to give me yours. Um, so we'll see where we match up and where we, you know, are a little bit different, but, uh, you know, in my opinion, best player on the universe is, is Mike Trout. Um, what he brings to the table every single night and how he can affect the game is second to none. He's the best player in baseball. It's not close. I will say that. But at the same that. the same token, I think the best hitter in baseball is Joey Votto. You know what he does and how in control he is at the plate and how he differs his approach month to month season to season half to half is 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 incredible um he hits for more power with less of an a bat literally than anybody else so how he's at 30 something home runs with you know, his hands three to four inches up on the bat on most of bats just kind of blows my mind. So um, do um you want me to run through the whole list, Jeremy, or you want to kind of take these one at a time? Yeah, let's kind of go one by one here. Work okay, so through. best best player, are you guys in agreement that Trout's the best player in baseball? Is there anybody else that you think is maybe knocking on the door a little bit?
1: I mean, if you're looking at, like, best player overall or are you looking at, like, if you were starting, like, a, a brand new franchise and you could pick anybody? Because I think those are two different questions, really. Because like shortstop no. is such a premium that I mean, you might take Correa over. Uh, no, over no, no, Trout. no.
0: Just the overall
2: just, best just player. The, that who's wears the best player uniform. in baseball? Yeah.
1: Okay. Uh, yeah, definitely
2: Trout. <laughs> Trout. Okay. Um, on the hitter side, I think uh, Phil and I are going to be in agreement on Votto. Jeremy, are you? I'm also in the there's, same boat. There are other some guys to consider
0: close, but nobody on Votto's level yet, or Votto hasn't come down to their level yet.
2: Yeah, and his on he's on-base percentage second half, his slug's gone down a little bit. OPS is pretty much in line with the first half, but his on-base percentage is like 480 something. He had 5 walks earlier in uh in, in last month. Um he's he's hitting for power, he's getting on base at an insanely high pace. Um, yeah, he's just, uh, he's, he's amazing. So, um, what about, uh, who's right behind him then? So if, if, you know, if it wasn't Votto, who would you guys say, would it be Trout? Would it be Altuve? You know, is, is Harper in consideration? Who else is in there? Could it be Blackman or Arnato? Um, Goldschmidt maybe.
1: Yeah. I think Blackman has to be up there as far as just pure hitter. Cause all he does is hit line drives. He doesn't, he doesn't like kill the ball. He just hits line drives all day and just runs like a deer afterwards.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think Blackman's up there for me. I think he's probably Maybe I mean it's the top or four. of my head. Yeah, he's probably I I think I have if I had to give, you know, off the top of my head, I think I would go probably best hitters in baseball. Trout, Votto, Goldschmidt, Altuve would be my my top four. Uh,
0: there, there's one more, Freddie Freeman, that I would slot into that group.
2: I want to see a full season of Freeman, uh, but I, I don't same disagree here. with you. right. I, I think Freeman could be an under-the-radar, like, very good, probably close to first-round pick next year. All right, so we're just kind of cruising through this. The next thing that I had, next category that I had, was the most talented player in baseball. Um, which maybe is a weird category to have. But um, for me, that's Harper. I think when he puts it together and we've seen it in small stretches, he, he, what he can do is just incredible on, on both sides of the field. So offense and defense, it's, he, he can definitely make an impact. So, you know, I, I think this – I'm going to get some disagreements on this one. What do you guys think as far as most talented player in baseball?
1: I think I have disagreements on this one. Um, I think I would go with Arenado, to be honest with you. Um, just because overall, he's just the top of the top of the game offensively and defensively at his position. Um, I mean, the only guy that I can think of that is real close level, I think if we're just going to go with a different direction kind
0: of thing, you know, uh, Arenado on that one. Who was that second name you brought up? You kind of cut out there. phil Trout. Trout. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, hard, hard really to when you get that. up I mean, there, It's it's really Trout or Harper f- for just pure talent on the field. Um those five-tool players, there are there are guys that have four and a weak fifth, but these are guys that have all five if if and when they're healthy.
2: I just think that Harper at some point it's going to click for him for an entire season similar to what it did like what was it? 2015 maybe. Um, but even, even better than that, I could see him having, you know, I I think he's got power, you know, like some of these other guys that are putting up 40 plus home runs and, you know, I think he can steal 30 bags. I think he's going to have one season where he just puts it all together and we're all just absolutely amazed at what he can do.
1: Yeah. I think that was 15 where it was, it was that season. And then I think everyone expected that to be the norm going forward. But, I mean that's that's really hard to do i mean look at chris bryan and and anthony rizzo and a lot of these other guys that people just expected to be at the top of their game for you know the next 10 years but that's just not how it works. These guys aren't machines. They're not Albert Pools. They're not, you know, uh, Miguel Cabrera. Uh, guys like that just don't come on very often. So we have to go with peaks and valleys like Manny Machado this year. Beginning of the year, he was miserable. The second half of the year, he looks like the same player he was two years ago. So um, we just have to go with peaks and valleys with guys like that. So,
2: All right. So the the next topic I have is NL MVP. Um, so my NL MVP is paul goldschmidt um, And if you know you own him in fantasy this year, you're you're pretty happy um, He's continued to steal bases his batting average is high um, 100 runs 100 rbis are very very close to that um, He's up there with home runs again He's got a much better home run pace this year than he's had either of the last two seasons um, They weren't bad, but he's been hitting for power much much better this year. So um and still a lot of time left. So my my pick is Paul Goldschmidt for the NL MVP. What about you guys? I will second that.
1: The only other guy that I can think of is Charlie Blackman, and I think it's I one knew you and were 1A. gonna go there, Phil. And and that that really is the honest truth, though. It's like one and one A between those two guys. Because I mean, Blackman's got 30 home runs also this year, which I, most guys you wouldn't think of. I mean, he's got 32. He's batting 340 right now. 120 runs scored. Without him, I don't think that team is the same place. I thought Goldschmidt again. I don't think that team is in the same place, so I think it's one and one a between those two guys. And,
2: and an interesting thing, and this is kind of an outdated stat. I ran it a couple of weeks ago, but you know, as of a few weeks ago, I think Blackman had scored either a run or an RBI in 80% of the wins for um, or 90% of the wins for for Colorado. Something crazy. So he had been productive, at least either been on base to be. You know, to score or driven a run in on like 80 or 90 percent of the Rockies wins, which is just an incredible stat. I mean, like I don't think anyone else, you know, Goldschmidt probably wasn't that much. You have guys like J.D. that are producing. We talked about and, you know, other guys that are producing. But what? Yeah, like you said, Phil, what he's done for that team this year. They definitely wouldn't be where they are. Does Votto get any votes? Does Arnauto get any votes for NL MVP?
0: They get votes, but you can't fully give Votto it just due to where his team's at, sadly. Does
2: Cody Bellinger get votes for NL MVP?
1: I think he gets top 10 votes probably, but yeah. I don't think he gets anything,
0: anything very high up. Um, Had Votto, he maintained that early pace, yes, right. I could see that. But his team has fallen off the map. Well, yeah. of late, ten games. Yeah. But yeah.
1: I, I don't, I don't think Vado gets any votes. To be honest with you, because just the the voters are pretty consistent with not giving it to non playoff teams unless so, they're unless they're like Mike Trout, where it's clearly the best player in the league.
2: If if the Rockies fall out of contention, they're I think they're only like one game or a half a game ahead of. The Brewers. I don't know what the current standings are right now, but they're really close to falling out of contention in that second wild card spot. If they fall out, the last twenty games of the season is is Goldschmidt basically a lock?
0: Yeah, I would say for uh, sure. I would agree on that
2: for his first MVP. That's kind Va- of
1: Vado's never had one.
2: That's crazy. That is that's Va- a,
1: this was this was Vado's first year in the All Star in like I think it was like five or six years. Right. <laughs> it's just it's just amazing how underrated he is in every sense of the word.
2: All right. So skipping, uh, skipping leagues for a second, let's talk AL MVP. Um, So again, this is a little bit outdated, but my, I think this is still my current pick Um, for AL MVP. It's Jose Altuve. Um, If you look at what he's done as far as hits over the past three or four seasons, You know, he's up there with, like, Pete Rose and what he did at the peak of, like, three or four seasons. This guy is just incredible. He's on one of the best teams in the league. I think he is the best player on that team. So what do you guys think about AL MVP and Jose Altuve?
1: I agree 100%. And not just for three or four years. I think it's for... His career up until this point, um, amount of games played, he has more hits than Pete Rose.
2: That's crazy.
1: Yeah, so, I mean, if you think of it like that, plus he's not a guy that's like a big, bulky guy. He shouldn't break down, um, you know, like some of them other guys. Usually the speedsters are the guys that usually have the longer careers, so I don't know. That would be fun to watch.
2: Um, Does Trout steal any votes there? He's only got 321 yeah. at bats. He does. 27 but home runs.
0: Those 38 games he missed really almost took him out. But since he's come back, he's been on fire.
2: If, if the Angels make the playoffs, I think that changes his path to more MVP votes.
0: Which adding Justin Upton as protection in that lineup could boost his numbers and push that team into the wild card
2: um the only other one that i can think of i we talked about earlier i think sale's gonna get some votes actually um i don't think he's gonna he i don't think he'll be mvp just because you need something like 20 wins plus 300 strikeouts to you know it's only been done a few times as far as the the pitcher getting the cy young and the mvp so i I don't think he has enough to do it even though i think he's earned the title in my opinion is the best pitcher in baseball right now um which that's probably a different debatable topic but yeah i, I don't think he's got enough to, to actually tackle the the mvp so judge i think obviously he's fallen out too far even though he's got a good you know season long numbers he's been so bad in the second half that i don't think he's going to get very many votes
1: yeah it's it's a lot of times what have you done for me lately guys that had a huge second half that are the guys that end up winning things like this and, and i is definitely a shoe in to win the MVP. Um, I think All it would right, be so hard for him not to
2: win it. We, we just kind of talked about sale for a second. We'll jump into him next. Uh, my pick for AL Cy Young is Chris sale. Any, any debate there between sale and Kluber? Mm, no,
1: no. Cause the games Kluber, Kluber missed. If, if, they had the same amount of innings pitched, and you know the same amount of games, that kind of thing. I think there would be the argument, but because I mean they're both laser sharp this year. But I think you got to give Sale the
2: edge. Well, let's go NL real quick, and then I'm going to pose one more question since this is going to be pretty quick. I think um, NL Cy Young is, in my opinion, Max Scherzer. I think you could make a case for Kershaw, but the games that he's missed is really. You know, the other case you could make is here in the desert is uh, Zach Greinke.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it's a one-horse race. Um, I think it's pretty clear that Max, Max Scherzer should win. Um, truthfully, I think Kershaw will probably get second place, even though he probably doesn't deserve it because, like you said, he missed so much time. Yeah, I think just the name brand recognition plus the sub-two ERA – Jesus his his whip is 0. 0.86 this year <laughs> 16 and 2 record I mean it's it's just not fair that this guy didn't pitch a full season and that we missed you know what 8 8 starts out of a uh, of a career that is like I said I mean he's a guy that I try to watch him pitch every time that he pitches so um, I I, t- I take the t- I take the time out of my day to make sure I at least watch some of his game um, generational
2: talent so All right, so we we kind of breezed through the pitching side of the Cy Youngs. So I'm going to propose one one question for you guys. Um, Who are your top five pitchers in baseball? You you have to – you know, I'll even give you the five. I just want you guys to rank them, and I'll I'll rank them first if you want me to. Um, I'm coming around to the conclusion that there's basically five pitchers at the top. And they are kind of a class of their own as far as starters go. Um, and actually four four pitchers at the top, I'm sorry. Um, and my four, in, in no particular order yet, are Kershaw, Scherzer, Sale, and Kluber. What, uh, you know, anyone want to take a shot at ranking those four?
1: I think if you're talking right now, uh, I think you go Sale, Scherzer, uh, Kluber, Kershaw, and that's... Just based funny. off this season, so so yeah. for next
2: year's drafts, how do you think those four are going to go? Uh, Reverse order um, almost. Who's the first pitcher off the board next year? Because I, uh, I I tweeted out like a month or so ago that it was Kershaw. At least for I w- me, yeah. I I'm would not say Kershaw the, first. Over. I would the say second,
0: sale goes. The first.
1: second, I I agree. The second back injury for Kershaw is what is really uh, kind of scary.
2: I think it's um, his third.
1: Yeah. Is it? Is it third? I, yeah. Well, yeah,
0: that's even scarier then. so. Uh, yeah, it's it's now a an injury risk with him when you have him he's worth the money
2: but, my my yeah. draft strategy in a, in a redraft league when I'm approaching wanting to get one of these four guys next year is going to be simple I want the fourth I want whoever the fourth guy is because I think they're close enough like you guys if I had to rank them I'm gonna rank uh sale Scherzer
0: right it's one A, B, C, and D
2: yeah it, but if if Kluber's the last one I want him if Scherzer's the last one I want him If Kershaw's last one I want. I just want whoever the last one is because I think the separation could be, you know, like 18 picks. So for me, I'm fine with taking, you know, two other hitters and then getting my first starting pitcher, you know, in the third round, beginning the third round with whoever that fourth one off the board is. Ballsy move, Cotton. All right. So that's kind of it for uh, for running through that. That was just kind of a fun topic that I got a bunch of feedback on. Um, You know, some people said I was crazy and and I should have had, you know, Blackman in there some other things but it was uh definitely fun to kind of chat on on all those guys so
0: well that'll wrap up this week's episode where can the people find you phil i'm phil and i'm at the
1: baseball jedi
2: all right you guys can find me at fantasy underscore keith keep sending your questions i know we're kind of getting into the slower phase of fantasy baseball uh, but this is where we kind of take home the the championship so send us your questions we'll make sure to answer them as quickly as we can
0: all right you can find our other chair todd at goalie happens and find myself jeremy at front office Jer. make sure to tweet at us at fan front office and on the website fan front office and good luck